This is Osin Cocktail. Hi, I'm Kirby Plessis. I have 20 years experience in intelligence analysis and OSINT, and I'm the founder of Plessis.net. You can find me online on Twitter as Curbster. And I'm Cynthia Navarro, and I've been a private investigator since 1979 and went into using OSINT for my investigations in 1997. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Finnegan's Way. Welcome back to Osin Cocktail. Today, Cynthia and I have the pleasure of talking to Ritu Gill from Osin Techniques. Ritu, can you give us a bit about your background? Yes, thanks for having me. My background, I'm an open source intelligence analyst. I have 16 years of experience with law enforcement, specifically in open source intelligence. I also opened up my own consulting business in 2016 called Osin Techniques. So I've been busy doing that and also working my full-time job. Pretty much everything I do is all OSINT things. You'll find me online in a lot of different places under the alias OSINT techniques. In some places, Ritu Gill, but a bit of both. So I remember that when we first, first came across you on Twitter, I believe, and it was a big mystery. Who's this OSINT techniques? We were kind of wondering, but... You were sharing tips and techniques. Your website is fantastic. I still take everybody to it to, to look at the, especially the fictional accounts section, but to look at your big list of links as well. Can you tell them what's available on your website? Yeah, for sure. So osinttechniques.com. Yeah, I appreciate you sending people that way. I have a list of tools, different sections. I have a section on like fictional accounts and websites you might use to create some of those accounts. Of course, in general, I do post a lot of things on my social media accounts like Twitter, on LinkedIn now as well. Kind of all over the place. I'm on TikTok as well and Instagram, all the places you could be. Yeah, on my website, you'll you'll see a lot of different links. I try to regularly update it, but it doesn't always happen because tools are constantly changing. Yeah, keeping on top of the updates is probably the most difficult thing. So when you first got into OSIN, what made you decide to open up OSIN Techniques? When I first got into OSINT, I was just really getting my feet wet and I really did enjoy researching and using the internet as an investigative tool. And so once I started doing that, I realized I'm like, I actually really enjoy this. I actually really like this, that I'm spending my extra time, my non-working hours doing this. So I kind of knew it was not just something I do in my day job and then I go home and I don't ever, you know, open up the laptop. And that's when I started getting more curious about it and more interested. And then eventually I got to a point where I was like, I think I want to create a website. And I didn't know exactly what that looked like. And one of the reasons, Kirby, when you when we first met and you were wondering who was behind that Twitter account, I wasn't public at that time. I was very just, yes, I'm OSINT Techniques. I'm anonymous. <laughs> Hopefully no one will find out who I am. That's because of my role at that time with law enforcement, and I am still with law enforcement, but I didn't, I wasn't sure about if I should become a public person because I wasn't at that time. That said, all these years later, I at some point did make a decision where I'm like, okay, I'm public and it doesn't matter if people know that I'm Ritu Gill. Now, if you Google my name, you'll find me in a lot of different places and that's on purpose. It's very intentional. Whereas in the past, it was like, yes, you've looked at OSINT techniques 
but I tried to leave no footprint of who I was until I was comfortable with my kind of OPSEC, my operational security, where I was like, okay, being a public person is okay for me now. And so it was a decision I made at that point. And you don't regret it, do you? I mean, everyone knows your name out there now. You regret it? Yeah, I I don't regret it. I think it was a good idea because I wanted to get to a point where I was comfortable enough once I got to that stage, I think it was good for people to know who was behind OSINT techniques, because you, of course, want to know who's behind that account, who's behind that tool, or whatever it is. And, you know, people can verify who you are. And so, you know, saying that, hey, OSINT techniques is re kill, definitely now, like, I, I, lo- I love that I did make that decision, because there were many months of like uncertainty in the beginning where I was like, oh, my OPSEC and being public, do I want that? But it was a good decision because being meshed into the OSINT community is, it, or it gives you such like value in the community. And there's, there's, a, there's connections you make that you wouldn't be able to make without having like a face to the name. I agree. It's about trust. And I think that um, for me, it was very nerve wracking at first too, to start putting my name out there, but it is, it's valuable. It is definitely worth it. Well, and your reputation, it's a visual. People see you, you'll meet folks. I meet folks in the airport so much, especially with traveling. And it's like, oh, aren't you so-and-so? And it's it's great. But they personally get to know you because now you're a human as opposed to somebody right. in that background that's, that's doing what? What are you doing? Where is this coming from? And now you're a real human yeah, yeah. I think it offers that legitimacy as well, right? Like it happens, you know, because I live in Canada, I live on the West Coast. I think a lot of people that do some of those that work in the community, they might be US based or in other place, places in the world. But yeah, no, I think definitely like having, being able to find who's behind, you know, a account, not that we're always looking, but if you're that involved in a community, I mean, I want to know, even if I see accounts pop up and it just gives you that can verify. That's what, right? We're always fact checking. This is another thing that we fact check. We definitely fact check each other and new tools that come out. We want to know who's, who's put them up there and why. 100%. Yeah. I, I always think like, get, there's two sides of it. Like there's an OSINT tool and there's OPSEC and privacy. But that said, I feel like if you're putting a tool out there, I like the transparency behind who who built the tool or who's behind it because we as OSINTers, we need to make sure that the tools that we're using are, you know, safe to use, right? Are they safe for you as an investigator to use? So this is something to keep in mind as well. Not only that, I think as trainers, we need to make sure that they're safe and we're, when we're passing them on to our clients. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. If you can definitely validate like who's behind it, you've done your research, you know it's safe. You can be like, hey, this is something that I recommend or this is the person behind it and they're vetted, right? That kind of thing. One thing I find like kind of hard sometimes is like when I have to OSINT somebody or not even somebody, like I have to OSINT the tool to find out who's behind it. I don't feel like I should have to dig that much to find out, like it should be very transparent. But I do see the other side of it. People are trying to keep their OPSEC in mind. So it's kind of like a fine line. So what, what have you been up to currently? You've got some really wonderful things going on and we want to hear all about it. Yeah, I've been really busy. Started off this year really excited, actually. 
with something called Forensic OSINT. So if you go to ForensicOSINT.com, you can hear all about it. So what I've been involved in is using this, developing this tool called Forensic OSINT. It's a browser extension for online investigators. So yeah, you could be a PI, you could be a law enforcement person, you could be a cyber person. But if you have to make captures of online material, this is a tool you'll want to try out. The reasoning behind building something like this or being involved in in Forensic OSINT is that there's certain things when we're working on our day-to-day investigations that I feel are missing. And to make it easy for the the user, right? Making something user-friendly is really important to me because I don't come from a technical background. So I have, we have a, there's two of us. Uh, Rob Marriott is the technical lead on the project. I'm the OSINT person, but together we have a team that works really well together because we have both sides of the coin. And what I see in the day-to-day is like, sometimes people are getting into OSINT, but they're not making the captures. You know, they're just going along and then they're hoping that they come back and that stuff's still there. But the reality of that is that's not always the case. And doing OSINT for the number of years I have, I can recall when I thought that was going to be the case and I came back a day later and a post is gone. So lesson learned the hard way. And I'm really excited about Forensic OSINT because we are weekly, monthly adding new features as we go. So of course, as a startup, we're starting fresh and starting from the ground up with how we want this app to work, how it, how, you know, what version we're on, but we are continually trying to add to it to make it more functional for OSINT investigators. I really appreciate the videos you put on LinkedIn. Yeah, no, thanks for watching. What I'm trying to do is make these videos usable. So I don't want to make them so long that people aren't watching. I think it's really important to make it user-friendly enough where people can watch the video even if it's a few minutes and be like, oh, I get it. I get how to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to go try that. We have a free version that people can try out. There's also a professional version, but the free version gives you the ability to just take it for a spin and see what it does. You'll see how it's different from other tools out there. I think there's space for all of us because a lot of people will say that, hey, there's other tools. How does it compare to that? I say, well, we created this thing. It is definitely not the same as what's out there, because what would be the point in that, but built something where we thought there was a need and we want to fill a gap that exists in the community. Yeah. I wanted to add that your free version isn't just like a trial though. It's functional that people could use if they don't have a budget, they can keep using it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the idea with the free version is we're building, we're putting so much into the app, we have an OSINT knowledge base in it. The free version is meant for any user to go on there, log in, and go take some screenshots, see what it gives you. You'll see that if you're on a web page, you make a screenshot. It also gives you the information that you'll need if you ever have to go to court. Even if you're not somebody that has to go to court, you might still have a client that says like, hey, what was the date and the time that you took that screen capture? So that's also important. There's also things like, hey, how do we know this document's authentic? Well, there's hash values associated to that document and that's embedded into this tool. And that's why it's called like forensic OSINT, right? So it's at that forensic grade that often court standards requires. 
you know, I know that you are calling it forensics. And so has anybody within the forensic field, not the OSINT field, but more forensics come back to you and said, commented on the product at all? That it's yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've had, I've had a lot of different comments, messages, DMs, a lot of like interest for sure, which has been awesome and like, very exciting when people are reaching out and asking about, hey, this tool looks awesome. I tried it. Tell me more about it or anything like that. That said, some people have made comments where they're just like, oh, how is this forensic if it's OSINT? And how's it OSINT if it's forensics? <laughs> well, because again, like the mindset I come from is we could have called it a lot of different names. But at the end of the day, when I look at like case law and I look at what they've said over and over again, we need OSINT investigators to use forensic grade software. Having that into the name, I think is important because it tells you that it's not just a tool that just makes a screenshot and you walk away from it. It's OSINT also because, well, OSINT investigators are using it or you are using the internet as an investigator, which is open source intelligence. Again, it's just, a, it's a name, but yeah, definitely like people have their thoughts and feelings about, oh, it's called this. So what does that mean? Or that kind of thing. I've seen a few things like that. Yeah. I also wanted to mention that the Chrome extension, that's where you can pull your product from, which is awesome. And I've been using that one and it's, it's great. Awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. It's the Chrome web store is mm -hmm. where you can, if you search forensic OSINT, it will come up. I think if you actually enter OSINT, it's the first one that comes up. That's worth, uh, that's where you would go download it. And if someone is using it and they want to leave a review, I would not be mad about that. But that's always a, a plus just as a startup. We're, you know, trying hard to get our name out there and show people how this could be useful to them. And so have, have you been thinking about where else you want this product to go? Do you want to add to it? Do you want to leave it where it's at and maybe continue to another tool? I mean, where's your future going? Yeah, I think that's a great question, Cynthia. Thank you. It is, there's a lot of different directions. Right now, we're really focused on building the product up, making it as best as it can be, work work for most OSINT people, um, you know, because there's the, there's the Mac users out there, there's the Windows users. Sometimes we need to tweak things, and so it works for both. What we're doing is we're adding features on a continue on a continuous basis. Like if we see something that we're like, hey, this would be really useful for OSINT investigators. Can we put this into that? And that's where me and Rob have those conversations. And we see like, hey, yes, this would be really good. You know, not only we have things like grabbing user IDs, but something we recently added is the data insights, we call it. So yes, it can extract user IDs, but it might also give you, if you're on a YouTube video, the date it was published and the time even. That kind of information can be quite useful. So yeah, like the way I see the future of the app is continued and work hard, continuing to work hard to build it up, to have as many features that will be the most useful to OSINT people. And that will continue to evolve because as we're working on investigations ourselves, sometimes I'm like, hey, this would be really helpful to have something like this. Keeping it to the point of it is for OSINT practitioners. It is for capturing online material. 
it is important to keep it at that court standard. But then what is the added value? So the added value, what I look at it like is the OSINT knowledge base. So that's something I put into the app. So if you're on Instagram and you're an investigator, I have quick tips and privacy considerations. These are buttons within the forensic OSINT app that you can click on. And you'll see some information I've added to tell you about Instagram or maybe things that you want to look at or you don't want to miss while you're in that investigation. If, if you're an expert OSINT person, you know, you might still take away tips that you didn't know about. This is something we, we are updating often and adding more new information as it appears, right? Things like Instagram and LinkedIn, like they now let you, it's been, I think a number of months, but they, it lets you see when a user created that account. You can, you know, click on the three dots and click on about this profile and find that. But things like quick tips like that are in, in built into the app for a user. We're just trying to make it easy as possible so people don't miss information and they also make their captures that they need to. Okay, so let's move on to talk about tools that you use, not just the tools that you created. And we'll come back and talk more about your endeavors in a moment. But as an investigator and as a trainer, what is your tool environment? Let's talk with, let's start with hardware. What kind of hardware do you use? Do you have a, like the last person we talked to had a gaming computer set up, but then some of us just have a single laptop, you know, what do you use? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a Mac user. I just, that's kind of what I've been using for a number of years. I find it easy to use. I have a couple of options. You know, I have a lighter version Mac, the MacBook Air, but then I have a Pro as well. Having the ability to, you know, there's sometimes I have to use a MacBook Pro because, you know, i got to make videos and I need better quality or for certain reasons. But yeah, like for, for my computer, that's what, that's my like computer of choice. But there's other things like, I mean, I can see where people want to use the Windows setup and why that works better for them. But yeah, for my computer, that's definitely what I use right now. Do you have like a cockpit? Do you have like screens all around you and microphones and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I got, well, I have like my air quote, like I was going to say, I have my like recording studio, I guess you could say. So like, it's not really a record, it's a recording room, right? Where I have a green screen and I have all the things I would do for, you know, if I'm making videos for forensic OSINT, I have maybe multiple screens and that kind of stuff just to help and the lighting and all that kind of stuff. But when I'm doing the actual work, I mean, really, I'm the type that likes to like close a laptop and if I need to take it and run with it, I can go do that. <laughs> so for me, I kind of grew up using laptops and I'm okay working off of just screens. Like I don't need extra monitors. There's times where that calls for that, of course, but that's not typically my day to day. I'm like taking that one in because <laughs> I need three screens at least. <laughs> But it helps remind me I've got this over here and something else over here to keep me going and remembering <laughs> one screen. I I can do it, but I do have a hard time. <laughs> That's for sure. I also feel a little cramped on one screen. So I actually just ordered a travel monitor so I can like clip it onto my computer when I'm away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen, yeah, like it's definitely good to have the extra when you need it. Like, because there are times that call for it. For me, I'm just, I'm really used to using laptops. I kind of grew up on those where I'm just like, I'm okay with this setup. And I'm like, like I said, I, I love to like, if I need to take my laptop out of the house, I need to go. 
you know, I got all the cases for it, you know, all the protection in case it falls. <laughs> but, uh, you know, because this equipment is expensive, some of that stuff can be pricey for sure. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable using a laptop and obviously using bigger screens does help at times. You know, I have a quick question on anything paid that you may be using within your OSINT field. There's so many great vendors that are out there now for OSINT. And is there any special ones that you like to keep a hold, even though it's paid? Sometimes it's expensive, sometimes it's not. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like, are you thinking like VPNs and that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So I use, I like ProtonMail as an email service. So that's where I, that's what I mainly use. At least I have other ones as well. Proton mail, I find great. And for, for what I think is a small fee, I'm like, you know, if you get one of those deals that you see on like black Friday, it's pretty sweet, right? Lock it down for the year and you're good to go. <laughs> Things like, I mean, even, even for, for a VPN, sorry, I mixed up that question. <laughs> I just realized v, for the VPN, I would use proton VPN. Because again, like that's, that's one option. I also have access to several VPNs. So I'll use private internet access a lot for my day to day. There's also things like Nord VPN, which I have access to as well. So I usually recommend people will ask me often like, Hey, what should I use? I recommend Proton VPN. I recommend private internet access because I've been using them for a number of years and I feel comfortable with the services they provide and, you know, the company behind it and, and whatnot from the security standpoint. That said, like, there's a lot of free options out there, but sometimes it's kind of like they say, like, nothing's really free. You know, if you're using a free service, like they're getting something out of you. So you got to read that fine print. <laughs> and I, I feel better paying for the service and getting something quality than compromising security in situations where I can't afford that. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, what about software? Would you be using like uh, Scope Now? That's a product that's out there. There's lots of different things that are you're still going to go and pay for. But what would you suggest? Yeah, like, I mean... I know scope now is one. So one thing I just want to mention is like, it depends on where you do OSINT for. So like if I was US-based, I would probably use scope now, right? Because I believe they are more US-based. And also you got to consider like, I'm from Canada because of our privacy laws. There's not a lot of information you can get in public records. There's some, of course, but a lot of it is just private information. For example, you can't just search me in a database, you know, a public records database in Canada and say, like, where does Ritu Gil live? Whereas from what I understand, you could do that in the U.S., right? Yes, um, which can. is scary <laughs> to me, actually, a little bit. Yeah, so it's really interesting. When it comes to software, so like, yeah, like think of where you are as an OSA investigator and going from there. Things like uh, Shadow Dragon is a really well-known company. A lot of people use Shadow Dragon, social network analysis. So if that's kind of the type of work you do, I they are someone who, you know, they're vetted, they're le legitimate, they have a good standing in the community, that kind of stuff. Those are those, that's another tool that like I would recommend. But again, I do get people asking like, hey, what software do you use? But their job is totally different than mine. So just because I use it doesn't mean you need it, vice versa, right? 
sometimes people are looking for social media monitoring software. Well, there might be particular one, ones out there, right? I, I don't do social media monitoring. So like, I don't usually have one that I could just be like, hey, this is the one. Of course, there's like, I mean, when we talk about software, we could talk about things like services like Epios, right? I know there's a free version, but there's a paid version too, right? So again, there's a lot you can get out of the free side. And if somebody has the budget to pay for it, they could maybe try it out. I don't know if they have a trial service, like where you could try it for a month to see if it's worth for the type of work you do. So I always tell people like, look at the software, but make sure you vet it, make sure you know who's behind it. Can you trust it? That kind of stuff. And if it adds value to the work you do and you have the budget, go for it. Okay, but now let's get specific. Which, which, What tools are your favorite tools? And they could be free or paid, but something like FBOs and those tools. What kind of tools do you really like for your specific work? Yeah, I would definitely say Epios. I mention it because I use it all the time. I think it's great. That's that's like, I'm going to call it an email search engine. That's how I look at it. I know you can put phone numbers in there as well, but I use it mostly for email searching. There's other tools when it comes to usernames, like what's my name.app. I've loved that one for a number of years. That one's great. And some people say like, why are those great? Well, I've had success with those. And often that's what I'm, the reason I'm suggesting them is because I'm like, hey, I've had like really good results from some of these tools that I use. And then some tools, it's just jumping onto research account on Skype and searching, you know, yeah, I've used that as well. So I do stuff like that as well. There's a lot of things where I directly go to the website looking for somebody because I know or I believe there might be on there. You know, the the last osmosis conference in New Orleans, I talked about lesser known platforms. I covered one called Visco. And that's one website where I directly go to it. And sometimes I plug in a target's name to see if they exist. And there's times where they do. So that's another, another place is just directly going to certain websites, but then you have to kind of know what they're going to be. Yeah, that's great. So it looks like we could be seeing a lot more coming from you within the future and having you come back. I'd really like to have you come back once your product's been tested within court, because there are areas, and I'm going to say California, because that's where I'm familiar with and, and licensed as a private investigator. When you're going to court, how well is that product that you're using going to stand up in court? Is there going to be anything that's coming back to bite you? And you have to be careful of that because there's so many things, especially within California, we're probably one of the most strongest privacy states within the U.S. And so that for anyone within California, that's going to be important. But if it's going to make it through California, you know, it's going to make it through other states. So definitely, we want to have you come back so that we can hear more. Yeah, and I'm excited to see where this goes. And and I do want to see it tested in court. And I'm excited. I have had investigators, you know, offline reach out to me and say like, hey, this is something I'm starting to use. And we've had those conversations where I'm like, hey, if you use it and you are successful in court, I'd love to hear about it. Because that's where I might even discreetly, of course, write a blog article about it and say like, hey, we've had our maybe our first case where this tool has been used, and it's been tested. And we're also we are excited for it to be used in court and and get through that threshold and kind of make a mark, right? Because 
here out in BC where I live, like if we get this tested and it goes in case law, that has a huge impact on open source in out here in our province. And it's something to look forward to. And it's something that I think the more users we have, the more people asking questions and finding it useful. And then also doing their research, right? What is the tool? And asking all the right questions that you should ask when you use a software, right? I have a list of questions I ask before I use a software or I decide to purchase something. And I, th- I recommend the same for other people, right? I always say vet your tools. But yeah, definitely looking forward to that time when we can have use cases and then we can also talk about them, but also where I can come back and maybe talk about some of that one-on-one with you guys and and show you where where it went and how it was used and what was said and all that kind of stuff, all those details that matter. You know, you're welcome back anytime. Thank so you. We have a section we talk about at the end of our podcast called Last Call, where we talk about something out there that we that caught our eye. It could be a link or a tool or it could be just something else, but the, that related to OSINT in some way. Do you have anything for your last call, Ritu? Yeah, I saw a website actually. It's called predictasearch.com. I just briefly looked at it, kind of had an idea. Kind of reminds me a little bit of an Epios, like another version of it. But like, I haven't looked at it so closely where I could be like, I know exactly what it is. That said, it's really cool to see people in the OSINT community get out there and create things. And I always think, yes, if you have a tool that does this, it's always good to have a backup because tools exist for a number of years, but sometimes they break, right? We know that. It's it's important to have as a, as a backup sometimes. Cynthia? Well, actually, I had gone and to a webinar for Sarah Warmer and from your site, Kirby. So definitely anyone that can go up there and see Sarah's class. And it was on two different browsers, which were quite interesting because I didn't know anything about them. And it was Molvad, M-U-L-L-V-A-D, and then KG. So those two were really quite interesting. And I, I don't know well enough where I need to go back and review the, the webinar again, but I was learning so much different things of what a different browser would do, which we all know that. We all have our special browsers, whether it's Google or or your standards, you know, but let's take a look at something new that's out there and kind of expand our horizons. So those those two and going on. And uh, it was premium search. So if anybody's interested in that webinar, it's the power of premium search because those two tools. Yeah, it, it just was awesome. What was the name of it though? I'm, t- I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. The power of premium search. Power of premium search, yes. Yeah. And that's with Sarah Walmer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And my last call is going to be Delete Me, the company. So join deleteme.com. I have decided, you know, a lot of us, especially those of us who teach us, we know where to get our, our information online and where to take it down, et cetera. But I've decided finally that I'm going to offer that as a benefit for everybody in my company. So we're all going to have Delete Me accounts and let them take care of us. So I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> okay. Okay. And to wrap us up, Ritu, where can people find you? Do you have any events coming up or how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, for sure. Um, Honestly, the best way to see what I'm up to, because I do public and I do private events, kind of setting up the year still, I'm going to be, there's going to be the free sand summit, which is coming up in February or end of February. That's I'll be there online. I'm not presenting, but I'm going to be just attending. But other things I 
get involved with or I'm going to be part of, I just post on usually LinkedIn or Twitter if I'm going to be at a conference, um, that type of thing. So those usually those are the two best places to see what I'm up to, to see what's new. And yeah, you can always reach out to me directly as well. And I'll see you at that OSINT Summit. I'm going to attend virtually as well. Awesome. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Free events are fun. Yes, they are. Definitely. Mm-hmm. They are. And if you can get there in person, free in-person networking events like that are fantastic. Yeah, that, that makes a difference. And, you know, that's how we met. And so Absolutely. It's, it's both mm-hmm. of you just going and, and meeting in person and developing the relationships and continuing them on throughout our career. That's mm-hmm. what it's all about is that networking. It's priceless because no one knows everything. No. got to have that network to reach out to. Yeah. Cynthia, do you have anything to promote before we leave? I am not going to promote anything. I always do. <laughs> this time I'm not going to. I'm going to be quiet and let this be Rutu's time. <laughs> okay. Okay. I am going to point something out though. Okay. Power of premium search because that was your uh, choice. So again, if you if anybody wants to see that webinar, it's on academy.plesses.net. Yes, absolutely. And our producer, Sarah, is the one who takes you through those tools. Yeah. All right. Thank you great. so much, Rutu. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. This has been awesome. Thank you. And don't forget to rate us on your favorite podcast app. Also, please share so that we can continue sharing this podcast with you.